Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. Open your Bible to 1 John chapter 5 and uh, meet me at verse 4, 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. And the author of this epistle, John the Beloved, declares, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Verse 5 says, Who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? I believe that over the next season of our life, and I don't know how long this next season will last, we are going to be required to walk by faith. Uh, I've been uh, mandated by God to begin a series on teaching on the importance of walking by faith. And we find in this passage of Scripture, John says that whatever is born of God. Now, he also says that in John chapter 3, being born of God, when Jesus has this encounter with Nicodemus, he uses the term born again, which is, simply means born from above or born of God. Jesus only said the word born again one time, but how vitally important that word is. We must be born again. If you're born again, you are born of God. It says that whoever is born of God overcomes the world. Now, I used to get caught up with this, and hopefully this brings clarity to you as well. There is a difference between the word earth and the word world. Earth means ground, territory, land. Uh, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. But the world is a godless society, a philosophy, a way of thinking that is contrary to all things God, all things Jesus. And so when you see the world, we're not talking about land and territory. We're talking about a uh, systematic or systemic society that is against God. And I believe the voice of the world is the media. I believe the media is the gateway by which the voice of the world is spoken to to us through, obviously, every available voice that they have to get their uh, agenda pushed towards us, to change the way we think, so on and so forth. And so John tells us here, the beloved John says, whatever's born of God, somebody say, that's me, overcomes the world. That word overcomes simply means to be declared victorious over all. Declared victorious over all. So if you are born of God, somebody again say, that's me, you overcome. You are declared victorious over all the world. And the world, remember, is a godless society that is contrary to all things God. And how are you victorious or how can you overcome all of these difficulties that are in the world? You remember in John 16, 33, Jesus said that we are in the world and in the world you will have tribulation, suffering, stress, difficulty, pressure, so on and so forth. But he also says, but in me you will have peace. And so we are in the world and we are in him and we can have peace while being with him, which is undisturbed composure. As, as we live in this world, so the, the people that live in the world, they're not going to have this undisturbed composure that we possess. We should be walking in this undisturbed composure. And he says here uh, in 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, once again, he says, this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. So our faith is the vehicle. Our faith is the tool that will overcome or uh, be victorious over all difficulty 
is utilizing our faith. And so um, I started to notice, and we're going to have to do this a lot more as we go forward. We're going to have to walk by faith. And I started noticing, especially when the pandemic hit and then talking to a lot of people, listening to people, uh, that a lot of people know about believing, but people don't know about walking by faith. And I want to talk a little bit about that today. We're calling today Faith Fundamentals. There's a lot of people that will mentally assent to something, but they don't know how to literally walk it out by faith. And I didn't know how to do that as well. I'm so grateful and thankful for my mother back in 1994-ish, somewhere around there, she heard of a man named Kenneth Copeland and was watching him on television And uh, we grew up in a Baptist church, a great Baptist church. I gave my life to the Lord in a Baptist church. As a matter of fact, how many people gave their life to the Lord in a Baptist church? Look at all these hands all over, gave their life to the Lord. Online, let me know if you gave your life to the Lord in a Baptist church. I did. I love the Baptists. They know how to get people saved. They know how to do that for sure. But as we were in the Baptist church, my mom kept yearning and longing for more. There's got to be more to the Scriptures There's got to be more to what the Bible is saying. I remember we had uh, a lunch with Jerry and Kara one day, and Jerry said to me, uh, he said, you know, what what, what was I learning when I was a kid at church? You know, and I was like, Jerry, I don't know. I was trying to figure out what I was learning, too. He's like, man, ever since I've, you know, come to true life, whatever the case may be, uh, things have come alive. And I said, man, that's how I felt when I got connected with that ministry, Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Well, in 1994, uh, we were part of Baptist Church. My mom uh, wanted something more. And uh, I remember being a kid in the Baptist Church, and no disrespect to the Baptist Church, but I remember everything was don't. That was the favorite word of the Baptist, you know, don't. You, you don't, 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 don't. You, I mean, don't, don't snap your fingers. You don't, don't, don't two-step, you know, don't, 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 don't. That was all I heard as a kid was just kind of don't, you don't, you don't play cards. I used to play, you know, I'm a, I play spades, you know, I, I'm a spade master, you know. I mean, it was like don't, dominoes, I mean, you know, don't, you know, you don't play dominoes, you, you don't play spades, you, you just don't do any of this. And I remember thinking as a kid, I don't know if I want to really, you know, be a Christian. I mean, it's all about don'ts. And I, there's some things I want to do, you know, but you can't do nothing. And once we kind of got interest, introduced to what I would call uh, the movement of faith or the, or the word of faith, um, we started to find out what we could do, what we could do in Christ and what Christ has done for us and, and all of the benefits he has bestowed upon us and granted towards us. And here's what we could do. We can walk by faith and we could speak to mountains, and we can have uh, the power of our tongue. We can operate in the in speaking and calling things that be not and though they were. And we could command healing to come when sickness. Or, it was all about what you could do, and we got really excited about that. And uh, mom, mom, we end up leaving um, that Baptist church on good terms. But mom just was like, we we've got to find somewhere in that area that wasn't a church like that. And so we would travel two hours. To, to a church in that, um, that, that, now we didn't do it every Sunday, but we did it most Sundays, two hours there, two hours back, because we were hungry to hear the Word of God. And here I am as a teenager at this point, junior or so in the high school. Mom used to play these 
uh, Word of Faith kind of tapes in the car. I'm like, well, why are we listening to preaching? My goodness, we only get that on Sunday, right? I mean, I need to be hearing Bobby Brown, you know, and I need to be hearing, you know, some other stuff, Whitney Houston, you know. Why are we listening to preaching? And lo and behold, now I'm a grown man. That's all I listen to now in the car is preaching of the Word of God. And, and I know um, that my story may be different, but right around 1996, I started getting pretty serious about the Word of Faith. And I started learning how to walk by faith. And I started noticing that there are some differences in walking by faith and just mentally assenting towards, uh, you know, I see that scripture and I kind of mentally agree with it, but I don't know how to walk by faith on it. We, we need to learn how to walk by faith in these next, in these next season of our life. I'm telling you, we're going to have to do it or we're going to shrivel up and just simply die. If we don't learn how to walk by faith, real quick, there'll be four verses that, that Colleen's going to throw up on the screen for us. But Habakkuk 2.4, Habakkuk 2.4 uh, says, Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but, read this last part with me, the just shall live by his faith. Let's go to Romans 1.17. So then faith comes by hearing and hear. Oh, no, that's Romans 10, 17. Let's do Romans uh, 1, 17. Romans 1, 17. That's a good one, too. Romans 10, 17 is good. But Romans 1, 17. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, say this with me, the just shall live by faith. Let's go to Galatians 3:13. Galatians 3.13, but that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. Say it with me, for the just shall live by faith. And let's go to Hebrews 10.38, Hebrews 10.38. Now, the, say it with me, now the just shall live by faith. And I'll say this part, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. We see in these four verses a commandment that the just shall live by faith. Now, the just are those that have been justified due to the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ, those that have been declared innocent or declared righteous by faith in the blood and the finished works of the Lord Jesus Christ. So you and I are the just and we shall live by faith. Come on, say, I am the just, and I shall live by faith. Now, faith is a strong conviction, strong conviction. It's confidence, and it's trust. Strong conviction, confidence, and trust. One more time, faith is strong conviction, confidence, and trust. The lowest level of faith is belief. The lowest level of faith is belief. And I want to explain this to you. Uh, when working out, everybody in here should be doing some form of working out. When you're working out, you should, your heart rate should go up a little bit. You should sweat a little bit. And you should be thirsty, right? You should get thirsty. And uh, you, when you're thirsty, you can believe, I got this Gatorade right here, you can believe that by drinking this Gatorade, it'll quench your thirst. You could just believe that. I believe it. And you could be dying of thirst. You could say, 
I'm dying of thirst, but I believe if I drink this Gatorade, I won't die of thirst. And you can get all preachy with him like, I believe if I drink this Gatorade, I shall not die. And you, you can say, ah, and I hold it close to you, ah, ah, believe that if I drink this Gatorade, I won't die of thirst. But if you never drink it, you will die of thirst. Faith is acting on what you believe. 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 And many of us say we believe things, but we don't act on what we believe, and that's not faith. Now, with that being said, I'm going to spend a few weeks on this. I want to go slow because I don't want to assume that, you know, everybody knows what I'm talking about. But with that being said, locate where you are. Don't be foolish and do something that you think Pastor Devon would do. Or you do something that you think someone else who operates in faith would do because I just want to be like them. No, 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 no. Locate where you are and grow from where you are. Too often people will say, well, you know, this, my good friend did that, and I'll give you my example. Too often people may say, I see, you know, Devon left a six-figure paying job to go into the ministry. Full-time, he walked away, and I, you know what, I'm going to do the same. I, don't do that if you're not there, okay? Listen to me, and don't be condemned if you're not there Allow yourself to grow. Allow yourself to grow. Don't point the finger. Allow yourself to grow to get to places. Let me say it this way. If you are at a place and you're about to make a decision and there is any reluctance to that God will provide, you are just, I just don't know if God will provide. That's where you are. That's okay. Don't make that next step. Listen to me now. I'm not condemning you. I'm not looking down on you. I'm not belittling you. Don't make that next step if you are not fully convinced that God is going to provide in that situation in your life. Don't do it and don't feel condemned about it. Don't let someone else condemn you. Say, I'm not there yet, but I'm growing. I'm not there yet, but faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm not there yet, but I'm telling you, I'm going to hear and I'm going to hear and I'm going to hear the word and my faith will grow to be there, but don't do something because someone else did it. Let me give you a a, a prime example. When we first started our church, someone said, you need to set out all the chairs and just believe God that he's going to fill up the chair. Oh, that sounded great, man. That sounded great. So I set up all the chairs, and we only had people in like one little corner of the whole thing, and all the chairs. Believe God. That, that was for them. For me, it was like, listen, we're not going to set up all the chairs because all the chairs ain't going to be full. Okay? That's where I was. So we're going to set up the chairs that people can sit in. We're not going to set up all the chairs because they're not going to get full. Well, faith says you set it up. No, that might be something that you should be doing. But that doesn't mean that's something that I should be doing. And what we try to do is say faith has this kind of, everybody has to be at this level. Now, there is a certain kind of denominator that we should be walking in where faith is concerned. But 
Understand, don't try to do something that someone else is trying to do. And we've got to begin to walk by faith, though. If we really say we believe it, we're going to have to act. We're going to have to do something if we really say that we believe. I mean, James chapter 2, 19, uh, James tells us that the demons believe. The demons believe. So if you believe, you and the demons believe, but (laughs) they tremble. They tremble. Your belief should cause you to act. But the the demons believe too. Faith is an act. Faith is acting on what you believe. Say this after me. My faith requires that I act on what I believe. This is what walking by faith is all about. It is an action on what you believe. Now, Hebrews 11.1 1 is the definition of faith. We find it in the New King James Version. Here it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So let's pause there and let's break this down. Now faith is, faith, remember, is confidence, strong conviction, and trust is the substance of things hoped for. The the word hope is intense, earnest expectation of something good. And so you have an expectation, not a wish. A wishing means, you know, you just by chance. Hope is I'm really expecting something good to happen to me. But hope has no substance unless you have faith involved with it. If you're just hoping without the substance of faith behind it, that is simply a wish. But faith gives substance to hope, your intense, earnest expectation. Now, that word substance uh, can be defined also as the word foundation or undergirding material or substructure. It is the, it is the, you know, it's the guts, if I can use that word, of what makes something happen in your life. And it's not always seen it's, it, faith is positive, but faith is always something that uh, is in the unseen realm. And we don't see your faith, and you don't see your faith until you act. You can say, I believe all day long, but until you act on it, that's when your faith is being released. You're acting on what you believe. So faith is the substance, it's the undergirding material of things, and we all have things that we hope for, of things hoped for. And so if we're going to acquire what we hope for, it's going to require faith to get what you hope for. Faith comes, Romans 10, 17, by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. If you want faith, you're going to have to continue to hear the Word of God. You're going to have to value the Word of God, more than you value the Word of CNN and Fox News, more than you value the Word of Victory Network or OAN, more than you value any of those words, you're going to have to value the Word of God more than you value any other word because it's the Word of God that causes the God kind of faith to come into your life and then you'll begin to act on what you believe and you will obtain what you hope for. This is what walking by faith is simply all about. Uh, Now, I want to show you something in this word substance. If we go to Hebrews chapter 1, let's look at verse 3 real quick. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 3. 
This is talking about Jesus, who being in the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. I want you to say the word person. Say person. Okay, I'm going to come back to that. And upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand, the majesty on high, and that's it for us right there. Okay. And so, faith is the substance. And then I had you say the word person. Now, in the Greek, there is a word, I'm going to try to pronounce it, it's called Hupostasis, hupostasis. Uh, I'm not a Greek scholar, but that's the best I could do. And that word, you know, the New Testament primarily is written in Greek for those who don't know. And that word, hupostasis, is the word substance that we find in Hebrews 11.1. 1. Faith is the substance. And it's the same word that we find in Hebrews 1.3, person. This, is, this, this hit me this week, that our faith is the substance or I'll say it this way, our faith is in the person of Jesus. Our faith is not in anything other than the person of Jesus. And so knowing how much you are loved by God will cause faith to work because faith works by love. And knowing how much you are loved by God, will increase faith as well, but our faith is in the person of Jesus, not, I'm talking about scriptural, biblical faith, not in anything else. It's in the person of Jesus. So when you are walking by faith, understand that you are connecting your faith to Jesus and saying, Jesus said it, that settles it. Jesus said it, that's what's going to happen. Jesus said it, I believe it, and I'm going to act upon it. Jesus said it, that settles it. This is where you have to get when you're walking by faith, or you're going to always be pulled in different directions by everything that you hear. Everything else that you hear is forming you. Uh, whatever is informing you is forming you. But if you can get in the Word of God and say, man, I trust God, I believe God, I'm telling you, you will begin to walk by faith and not by sight. We'll talk about that probably next week. Now, in Hebrews 11, and let's look at the Amplified Bible, verse 1. Hebrews 11 and verse 1, the Amplified Bible. Now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. And now what stood out to me here is saying faith is the assurance. So it, it's not a guess. Uh, obviously, it's not a wishing and a hoping. It's an assurance. And I like how the Amplified defines it, the confirmation, the title deed. Now, uh, I'm going to give you an example here today. I brought with me a title of my car. The car that I drive, you can't see it right now, but I own it. I actually own the car that I drive, and here's the title of the car that I drive. So I own that car, and I have the title. You can't see the car, but I own the car. I'm telling you I own the car because I have the title. Although you can't see it, I own the car. I have the title to the car, but you can't see it right now. And uh, there used to be a show that came on TV 
called Operation Repo. Anybody heard of that show? Operation Repo. I think it was staged. It was all staged. But they used to go and repo cars all the time. They would run around and they would repo cars and, and uh, just take folks' cars. And, and they would have these, uh, these crazy kind of scenarios that were taking place that, that, that doesn't really happen. They were, this was all staged, in my opinion. But I used to watch this show and just laugh at it. And they would take folks' cars and folks would, folks would have all these excuses or whatever the case may be. And uh, I ended up saying, you know what? If they came to my house and tried to take my car, and they say they got some paperwork, I would say, no, I don't, I don't know what kind of paperwork you have, but I, I have the title deed to my car. I own my car. No, our paperwork says you don't own it. I, I, don't, I don't care what your paperwork says. My paperwork says I own this car, so you're not taking my car. No, we're going to take that car because we, we say that we own it. No, I have the title deed. This is what faith is all about. It's the assurance knowing that I've got the title deed. Uh, I've got a word from God. I've got something valuable. Uh, another one is the word confirmation. It said that faith is the confirmation. Uh, I, I'm, going, I'm going to Colorado next month, and uh, I'm, I'm you know, securing a hotel room, and they're, they're going to give me a confirmation, and I'm going to have a confirmation number. And in this confirmation number, it's going to tell me that I have a room. Now, when I show up at that hotel, and if they tell me I don't have a room, I'm going to say, I have a confirmation number. Well, no, Mr. Alexander, we don't see a room. No, I have a confirmation number. No, we don't see a room here. I don't care if you got to kick somebody out of a room. I have a confirmation number. I mean, how... Uh, how bold are you going to get if you have a confirmation number? I mean, how bold are you going to be if you have the title deed to, to whatever it is that you own? Are you going to be passive about that? Are you going to just let them say, well, I don't have a room, and so therefore, since, you know, you're just going to have to do something else? No, I've got a room. I don't care if you've got to build another room. By the time I get back from dinner, I am coming in this hotel room, and I need that room because I have that confirmation number, and I'm not going anywhere until I get in that room. Amen. It's the same thing with the Word of God. The exact same thing. You've got a word from God. A word from God. And many of us are getting pushed over, pushed around, beat up. And we've got a word from God telling us this shall happen. And we stand on it. My family, Psalms 91.7. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near me. That's a word from God that we have, and we walk by faith. We're not cooped up in the house. We walk by faith on that word. Now, we go where God tells us to go, and we do what God tells us to do. Matter of fact, I feel led by the Spirit to tell you this. I was supposed to be in, in, um, in Texas in January. Supposed to be in Texas. We got a word from God, Psalms 91.7. That a thousand may fall, 10,000 here, it won't come near us. I was supposed to go to Texas. The Spirit of the Lord spoke to me and just didn't have a good feeling about it. He said, um, um, you know, well, I, I didn't hear a voice. I just felt an unch, a, a hunch, like not to go. Don't go. So I said, I'm not going. Uh, uh, six, seven weeks later, I get a call. And this is where I ran in the, the, the Belks and the, the Greggs in Orlando. A friend of mine called me and said, hey, meet me in Orlando. 
Spirit of God spoke to me, said, go. We jumped, we jumped on the airplane. I jumped on the airplane, went down to Orlando. What, what was the difference between the two? A word from God. The word from God was the, was the only difference between the two. And so when you have a word from God, you don't mentally assent. Well, I know it says that, but. I've talked to people that have done this. Well, I know it says that, but. Anytime you hear, I know it says that, but, that's not faith. They might actually mentally assent and have some form of belief, but until you act on that, it's not faith. And, but here's the thing. I don't, want you to, I don't want you to be condemned. I want you to say, this is just where I am. Until I can increase in my trust, in my confidence, in my conviction in God, then I will act on that when I increase in that level. The faith is not in anything other than God. We found that in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. Our faith is in Him. And if we take His Word as seriously as I would take this title, as seriously as you would take a confirmation number and say, you know what? I tell you what, faith, my faith is as serious as I take this confirmation number in this word. And I'm going to take God's word and I'm going to act on the word that he said. I'm not going to simply just say I believe it. I'm going to actually do it. And when you actually do it, then you're walking by faith. And God's going to lead you in small steps. It's not going to be something major. It's going to be very small. As you increase, it's going to be really small steps. Trust me for this. Well, the bank account says we can't do that. Trust me for this. Well, my goodness, I I, I don't know how we're going to do that. Trust me for it. We've had to do that time and time again. Trust me for it, okay? All right, God said, he said it. I got a word from it. He will provide. I remember when we got this building, we, we were only going to get one side of the building. The Lord said, get both sides. That was going to double the rent. It was going to actually triple the rent we were paying before we got into the building. When we, before we came in here, we, when we came in here, we triple the rent. My, my, my finance guy said, don't do it. Don't do it. That's what he's supposed to say, by the way. That's what he's supposed to say. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's going, to cr- it's going to cripple the church. Don't do it. Don't do it. August 11, 2012, 2.45 in the morning, I heard the Lord say, do it. I said, hey, man, just settle down. We're going to do it. I, I advise you not to do it. We're going to do it. Just settle down. Everything will be all right. He settled down. Praise the Lord. And we did it. And we've been here ever since. And, uh, and God has provided ever since. <laughs> Glory be to God. Walking by faith provided that. If I'd have walked by the bank account or walked by the news media or walked by what Pookie and Ray Ray saying, I'm not going to do anything because Pookie and Ray Ray don't want you to do nothing. But if I'm going to walk by faith, I'm going to have to get a word from God, find it in the word and say, just like I would let someone take my car, I'm going to stand on this word. Just like I wouldn't let someone take my hotel room. I'm going to stand on this word. I'm, I'm proud of um, uh, JT. JT, a member of our church, you know, Tasha's brother. JT just moved to Houston. Praise God. I'm excited for him. Young man went, left the state, went by himself to another city. Glory be to God. 
Um, he talked to me. He said, man, I got a word for God. I need to go to Houston. Praise God. I said, you got a job? He said, not yet, but I just believe that God's going to provide when I get to Houston. That, now, now we're talking about walking by faith now. Now we're talking about someone saying, okay, I got a word from God. He told me, he said, I got a word from God, and I gave him the thank offering. He said, I'm telling you what, I'm going to walk by faith and watch God provide. Now we're talking about someone walking by faith. Instead of just saying, well, I believe that, but like, no, no, there, there's an issue. Locate yourself. But if you're going to, don't tell me you're walking by faith because you're not. You're walking by faith when you act on what you believe. And now when you begin to act on what you believe, you'll be like Peter walking on the water. Amen. Realizing that, you know what? This is impossible for me to walk on this water, but I'm going to walk on this water because I'm walking by faith. Jesus said, come. And so here's is what I'm doing. C-O-M-E. Praise the Lord. I'm walking on the word come. And when you do that, you are walking by faith because faith is an act. We're going to have to act on what we believe. And in this period of time, as we begin to, to go through uncharted territory, I'm telling you, there, is, there are things up ahead of us that are going to be unexpected, that are going to be unknown, that are going to be scary. I'm going to teach you over the next several weeks, what it means to walk by faith. That's my goal. That's what the Lord told me. Teach the people to walk by faith to where you say, you know what? I am in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people, and nothing shall by any means hurt me. You could be in the middle of, a military person could be right in the middle of a war guns firing, shooting around, and be in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people, and nothing. Are you listening to me? This is what walking by faith is all about. Hallelujah. We're going to begin to learn what it means to walk by faith, and I'm telling you, when we walk by faith, we're going to see impossibilities. We're going to see impossibilities. We're going to see things we haven't seen before. You're going to see God come through for you in ways that you have never seen before. Over the next several weeks, I'm going to tell stories, just personal stories in my life of how the Lord, just by walking by faith, uh, confirmed his word with uh, maybe not spectacular signs and wonders, but they were miracles that took place. And when we step out the boat and begin to walk by faith, really, and say, you know, my faith is not in anything but the Word of God. And you hold on to it like a bulldog would with a bone and say, God said it, I'll have it no other way. He said it, and that's mine. He said it, and I'll take it. And there's pain in my body, but Jesus said, by His stripes, I were healed. I'm going to take that as God's word to me. Hallelujah. And I'm not going to be shaken by that. I'm going to hold on to it. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander, pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. 
For more information, go to our website at www.truelifefc.org. You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you, and remember to love, learn, live, and lead.